2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Tough night for our uh, Daily Gambit picks last night. Tony won a uh, perfect 4-for-4. That is uh, 0-for-4, actually. (laughs) Yeah, get a good laugh. He's not (laughs) here. We can't, you know, we can't. I would uh, still laugh if he was here, too. I know you would. I know you would. He did not hit one last night. I only hit one out of four, and you hit two out of four. So we struggled last night. We'll see how we do in our Daily Gambit picks. Coming up shortly, but I promised a couple of phone callers that have been hanging on that we would get to them, and we will do that here. Thanks again to Mark Ziegler joining us to chat about the Aztecs game against BYU tonight. Looking forward to it for sure. Uh, All right, Tim and La Mesa, thanks for hanging on, Tim. Sorry we couldn't get to you sooner. Hello.
4: Well, uh, you know, I appreciate your apology. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, it's a toll-free number, and I'm just sitting here with it on speaker, so it's fine. Um, but you guys have dropped a lot of stuff since I called in about the streaming, and so let me rant for a bit, then I'll finish with the Padres, and you can comment. First of all, I actually do have the full sports package on Cox, and you know what I have? Literally every network except I've got Big Ten, SEC, ACC, Pac-12, everything but the Big 12 network, so <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I have Um, the
3: same thing on Spectrum. They have every network but the Big 12.
4: So, you know, what bugs me is not being able to DVR and watch it later. That's the problem with the streaming. Although we're going to stick a pin in the irony of while I was listening to your ads talking about how everyone should join you guys on streaming and on YouTube. But let's just put a pin in that and move on. Um the Michigan thing, I'm kind of with Scravy here, like I'm struggling to be too angry about it, because let's be honest, everything in Power 5 football is corrupt to the core. This is just the current thing that we're talking about that's corrupt to the core, right? Like, it's not new. It's salacious, and it's something to talk about right now, but it's certainly going to be him or somebody else in two weeks or next season, because they're all cheating, and we all know that. So it—it it is hard to really like, get up my ire about it. Also, I don't care about Michigan or Ohio State anyways. <laughs> um, and then I, I was curious, the Padre thing. I, I tend to be with you. Like, I love Soto. I would love to have all the money to spend. I would I love to watch him hit. There's no way we can keep him and field of the team if we want to be at $200 million. And frankly, the guy is a massive liability in the field. And do you really want, like, if he hits 290 and 30 home runs – and makes 20 errors a year, is he really worth 40 or $45 million a year? And I don't know that the answer is yes to that as much as, unless you can dump Bogart's salary to keep him or something like that, that $35 million a year might be Waka, maybe part of Snell or Lugo and somebody else, not even including the trade pieces. So, you like it aggravates me. I wish we could spend $300 million a year, but we all know we can't. So, you know, we probably have to, get what we can and move on. Although we certainly haters, not a problem. And we got a closer, Chris, we got him under there. It's going to be Suarez
3: Suarez for uh, for closer. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Thank you, Tim for the, Tim, that was a great call. Uh, and you know, as far as uh, everybody in college football cheating, I kind of agree with you, but the fact is Michigan got caught and I think something needs to happen because if something doesn't happen, then everyone else is going to keep
5: cheating. Oh, no, one's ever going to cheat again because Michigan was punished. It's just going to take away all the cheating in the world. No, it's never going
3: to take away all the cheating, but let's try to at least... I mean, it's like we can't catch everybody who speeds. True. But we still need to pull over some people that we do catch speeding. The fastest speeders. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, if you're going to say everybody's speeding, so I'm not going to pull anybody over ever again, that's what I equate it to. If
5: everybody's cheating... But we catch Michigan cheating, then we gotta punish them. But it doesn't stop me from allegedly speeding. If I if I see someone getting pulled over, then yes, I'll slow down. But if I Yeah, you normally do, right? Yeah. Yeah, but what right, but but so everybody is sees Adam's Harbaugh away,
3: if if everybody sees Harbaugh removed from his position as Michigan head coach and realizes that cheating leads to potential losing of your employment and losing all of the millions of dollars that come with it. Maybe I'll think again. Maybe. Maybe, you Maybe. say. <laughs> Gary in San Diego, thanks for uh, waiting, Gary. Hello.
6: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes. Uh, enjoy listening to these conversations. Um, yeah, I think they're, I mean, I don't know if he's cheating. They're just giving him a three-week vacation. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's moving what they gave him
3: on. already. They gave him a four-week vacation at the beginning of the year.
6: Well, that's why they're playing so well. They're pretty well rested. He is. <laughs> He's definitely <laughs> well rested. Good call, Gary. Um, I, I saw an email come over from Kaplan saying that uh, Scott Boris said over in Nashville at the GM meetings that uh, that Soto's going to be uh, a Padre in 24. Yes. Uh, we saw that's alleged, that too. Anyway, so.
3: We saw that too, but it's not, I mean, that's just an agent talking. I mean, are right, you really? Right. Look, I mean, if you're looking at this team, does it make sense to you to keep Soto and keep you know try to get under the payroll threshold and improve the team? I mean, I don't know. You can do them all.
6: Yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. The other guys may have to cooperate and renegotiate out their their money for a longer period, maybe. Um, but I think w- with all these players, though, it just seems like the Padres just don't know how to make a lineup. I mean. Um, you know, I played. I was more of a suspect than a prospect in the minor leagues. But you know, we grew up making lineups and knowing where the best fit is in the lineup for each guy based on their profile. And um, I think Soto should be over at first base. He's a heck of a slugger. He's he, he commands those numbers this year. Um, maybe Profar's the interim left fielder. Uh, Tatis, maybe move him to center, uh, and then you need another corner guy with some power. Um, maybe Cronenworth can play left field, I don't know, but uh, if they're going to become a top-notch team, they got to get rid of their suspects uh, and, and really focus on the prospects. Um, and then based on the numbers, it looks like uh, Bogart should be leading off, Kim maybe number two guy, and, and your three, four, five guys can be Soto, Machado, and Tatis. Depending on who's hot, you can move them around a little bit in those three slots, and then you start your lineup over again, maybe you put Profar in the number six or seven slot, I mean, um, and work, you know, you got some other guys, the catcher to work in there, um, in your DH, um, but it just seems like, it was so uncomfortable to listen to the lineup, to how they laid it out, because it just didn't seem like it fit, any on any given day, um, you, you know, because each, you know, unlike football, where you can just draft athletes, I suppose, you know, baseball—it's really nuanced with your your lineup uh, based on the profile of the guy and how he fits into right. the field and into the the lineup offensively. But one of the and problems just, again, that they
3: had last year, Gary, was that the you know some of the guys only wanted to bat in certain places. I mean, that was another issue that didn't really get talked about a lot. But we heard true. a lot of we heard a lot of noise about that. Whether yeah. it was actually true or not, I don't know. But Bogarts didn't want to
5: lead off. Soto
3: didn't want a bat set. I but mean, there was a whole Bogart bunch of things. Did Bogarts start
5: leading off at some point I don't remember. at the end of the year, and he was doing all right? Yeah. Thank you, Gary, for the phone. I call. I think Bob
3: Melvin finally just won out, you know, in the end, and said, "Hey, we got to we, we got to keep changing this until we get it right because it wasn't working with Bogart sitting in the middle and not driving in any runs." So. Gary, thanks. I don't agree with Juan Soto at first base for one major reason. He's a terrible fielder and you need a good fielder at first base. People think first base you just stand there and catch the ball. Uh, field first base is a hugely important defensive position. I would not trust Juan Soto there. So,
5: yeah, I don't know about that either. But right. I've never played Major League first base, so. Yeah. You haven't really played much, uh, any kind of first What are you talking about? I was great with the softball team. All right. Uh, I'll just let you get away
3: with that one for now because I'm not in the mood to argue, and I am in the mood to get to today's Daily Gambit.
4: Do you like
2: money?
0: I think about money a lot.
2: Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want
4: to make money while watching sports?
5: I think Washington is a mortal lock.
4: Washington! woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your sex. Just don't blame us when you lose. Well, nothing is ever your fault.
0: It's your game. Take
4: it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan.
5: Daily Gambit's our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody gamble responsibly. And uh, I'm getting requests for my, my hybrid car rant. Have you seen my tweet from earlier, Chris? No. Okay. Well, maybe we'll get to it in a little bit. Um, first, the Biggest Fan Contest is returning on November 13th. Visit 973thefansd.com slash fan. Register your name and then listen at 9, 15 a.m., 11, 30 a.m., and 5 p.m. during each fan talk show. If you hear your name called, call us back within 10 minutes and you'll qualify for our grand prize, which is 20 tickets to a 2024 Padres game in the Odyssey suite to watch a Padres game with your friends and all of the fans' hosts. Now, My parlay last night was uh, a Thursday night football, same game parlay. First one would be Chicago Bears on the money line. That happened. Second one would be Deontay Foreman, anytime touchdown scorer. That happened. And we thought that was going to be the The toughest toughest one. Yeah, Yeah. you got that one, Scrib. I thought maybe you had a shot at it. I thought so, too. I needed DJ Moore to go under 55.5 receiving yards, and he ended up with 58 receiving yards. I knew it was going to be a tough night when I was driving home listening, and he had already had, like, two catches for 20-something yards in the first quarter. But... Apparently, didn't do much after that, so messed up my parlay. That's what he did. He missed it by three yards. Yeah. Close as you've ever that's, been. That's, no, no, I've made a couple of them, but. Been, well, I this can't one was close, them. though. This one was close. Yeah. Uh, next, we bet on Tyson Bajan over under 188 and a half yards passing. You, Chris and I said under. Tony said over. We were correct, Chris. He only had 162 yards last night. That game was awful. It was awful. It, it was, was so as bad.
3: advertised. It was absolutely as advertised, and it finished with a really stupid coaching decision by Frank Reich. Let's
5: just after, throw our kicker out there for a seventy-nine-yard field goal.
3: Yeah, after he came up short from fifty. Yeah, then they kicked again, and he made it from like fifty-one, <laughs> barely. Barely. And so Frank Reich looks at that and says. Oh yeah, he can make a sixty-yarder and tie the game. Was that a call of it's time to go home? So
5: stupid, Frank. <laughs> Come on, Frank. Home. You got
3: to be smarter than that. They had a fourth and four. They could have converted that. Got a whole lot closer. They had plenty of time. Yeah, and if if anything, it's you need like to a,
5: put Bryce Young in those positions to have see to if convert. He can, see if he can do it. But he didn't. And, and Bryce they ended Young, up going home.
3: number one overall pick, loses to an undrafted quarterback.
5: Yeah. Yeah, all you genius draft nicks out there. It's not, going, it's not there. going well for Bryce Young, but all
3: you people who all you people who put your entire life's work into the NFL draft, okay. take note, all right. that the guy you all decided to be the number one pick of everybody in college football couldn't even be a guy that wasn't drafted at all.
5: Well, there's still time with uh Bryce Young. All right, go ahead. The Milwaukee Bucks last night, I think they were playing the Pacers? Pacers, yeah. yeah the Indiana so, scoring like Over, crazy. under, total score of 241.5 points. All uh, You guys went under, you and Tony, Chris. Yeah. I went over, and it was a 126-124 final. Pacers won, and they combined for 250 points. Yeah, Pacers are averaging 126
3: points wow, a game. They're off to crazy. a really good start. Well, the they're Bucks, averaging
5: what they scored last night. That's right. That uh, Louisville football last night. They were 20-and-a-half-point favorites over Virginia. I knew this one wasn't going good when I tuned
6: in in the third <laughs> quarter and they were losing.
5: Yes. Like, well, we you
3: can chalk this one up as a loss. Three
5: touchdowns need to come real quick. Yeah. But Louisville, all of us chose them, and they won, but they only won by seven points, so yeah, they did not cover. Work. The L.A. Kings and the Penguins last night, all of us went Kings. I should have went with the Gwins. <laughs> the Penguins ended up winning four to three. Yeah, in overtime. In overtime. In so overtime. Tony was 0-4, you were two and two, I was one and three.
3: It wasn't a very good night for any of us, but uh he neither here nor there. Now what do you have for the weekend?
5: I'll just go with the San Diego State bets. No parlay, but San Diego State football is uh in Fort Collins taking on Colorado State. They are mm. underdogs, three and a half point underdogs in this game. I'll just go first. I think San Diego State's in a rebound from, from they they almost had that one last week, and I think that they're going to win this game. They need to win this game. My wife went to Colorado State. It is a house divided
3: this week. Wow. We need to come out victorious. So,
5: so you going Aztecs? I'll
3: go Aztecs. Yeah. All, all right.
5: All right. Now, San Diego State basketball, BYU tonight. Uh, BYU two and a half point favorites in this game, Chris. You think I'm going to really take BYU? No. I never have. No. I never will. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Aztecs, too. That's it for
3: Although, me. Although, you know, after talking to Mark Ziegler, you know, it's it's definitely iffy that they win this game tonight. And it's still iffy if Darion Tramiel plays. So it's going to be a tough game all right, for the Aztecs to win. Uh, all right, our bets for tonight. Uh, let's go with um, Phoenix Suns, two-point favorite over the Lakers. Uh. In Phoenix, Lakers are winless on the road so far. Until further notice, I'm going to say they stay winless on the road. I'll take Phoenix, minus
5: two. Is Anthony Davis playing? Uh, Who knows?
3: (laughs) I mean, honestly, if if you're counting on him to play, then you you may want to uh, bet elsewhere. I'm just quickly looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking to see if there's any news on that. I don't see it offhand.
6: Uh,
5: All I see is a headline that says Lakers and Anthony Davis agree to NBA's richest annual yeah, Yeah. 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 Smart move, Lakers. He's making like $60 million. I'm going to go with the
3: Suns. I'm also, yeah, we're both going with the Suns there. Uh, Should I put Tony down for the Lakers? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He would take the Lakers. Yeah, he would. Uh, Clippers at the Mavericks. You know, the Clippers are also winless on the road. So both of the L.A. teams have not won a road game yet. And
5: I don't believe they've won with James Harden on the team yet.
3: Not yet, 0-2. Mavericks are at home. The total points, 236.5. I don't know what to do here. I'll let you go first. I'm going to go over. Going over on this one. Yep. Over seems like it's won a whole lot more than under it so has. far this year. Doesn't
5: make sense, but it has.
3: Yeah. Well, because they don't guard anybody and everybody shoots three pointers. They score they score three points at a time. I'm gonna go under just to give us a little competition. All right. Um tonight, the worst team in hockey. Your Sharkies. Oh no. With a record of one eleven and one. Oh man. Get set to take on the team with the best record in hockey, Great. the Vegas Golden Knights, who are 11-2-1. So the Knights are already 18 points ahead of the Sharkies in the standings. That's a lot. Uh, actually, the Sharks are 2-10-1. They won two in a row. So I I'd take that back. Yeah, please do. I did. Uh, anyway, there you have it. Uh, it's at Las Vegas. Vegas fight one and a half goals. Are you a Sharky believer that they can stay close here? Um, No, I'm not. You're not, huh? No, I'm not. I'm going to say Vegas. The, the Golden Knights. All right. It is interesting because the Sharks stink, but they've won two in a row. Las Vegas is great, but they've lost two in a row. They also score a ton. I'll take Vegas also. Vegas, okay. Yeah, that's stupid. All right. I'm surprised you didn't put this one in your uh, discussion earlier. Tomorrow, Iowa and Rutgers are playing. It is the lowest point total game in the history of college Wait, football. Wait,
5: one week after the lowest point total game? Why is Iowa like 7-2, and two, but they are always in these these They spreads. can't score. They are cannot these, score.
3: Last week they beat Northwestern 10-7, to so the game clearly went under. So this week the point spread is even lower for Iowa Rutgers, <laughs> over under 28 points. Wow. It's the lowest point total in the history of college football. Uh, you that's go first. crazy
5: that it gets even lower.
3: Yeah, it's getting lower. And they say, uh, based on the story I read today, that most of the money is coming in on lower or really? under.
5: People are going to go under. You know, I'm going to go the other way on this one. You're going to go over. Yeah.
3: 28 points. That is nothing. That's
5: Yeah, that's nothing.
3: All right, I'll go under just so we can have some fun. All right. but 28 points. One pick six is, you know, quick seven just like I that. I know. I know. They, they our,
5: can't even do that.
3: No, obviously obviously not. All right, uh, there's our uh, picks for uh, the weekend uh, stuff. We'll take a break, come back. Some NFL news and notes to get you ready for week number 10 of the National Football League. Cincinnati Bengals starting wide receiver is out. We'll tell you about that when the uh, Win and Chris program <gasps> Wait, returns what? after traffic. Yeah, I thought that might catch your attention.
2: What a
3: pleasant surprise that
2: was, Greg. Yeah,
3: I mean, you come into work here, you never know what kind of celebrities will be popping into the studio.
5: That's right. Hey, Dave Marcus came
3: by to say hello. Yes, he that did. was nice. He was the uh, subject of his own segment there during baseball season, the Dave Marcus Hour. It was not the
5: Dave Mo. No. It was get to know Dave. Get to know Dave, yes. <laughs> it was quite quite good, though. It was. And it received uh, very positive reviews. Yes, we're going to have to talk to Dave and see if he can
3: reprise it for one more season. He was great. He was great. It was great having Dave on uh, throughout the baseball season. Great uh, having you with us on this Finally a Friday program. 3.26 is the time. Chris hello, Matt Scraby today. Tony Gwynn Jr. is idle. And uh, we have uh, some NFL news and notes to pass along to you, Scrabe. So there you go. Mentioned that the Cincinnati Bengals ruled out one of their starting wide receivers today. Oh, gosh. Please don't say the one. Yeah, it was not the one. It's uh, T. Higgins. Oh, that's bad. He's out. And the Bengals are saying, quote, we'll see on Jamar Chase, which means I ask you, what are you going to do? Coach Scraby. Just leaving him there. Going to leave Jamar
5: Chase in? Yeah. What I, if, like, yeah. Sunday morning they say he's out? Oh, well, then I'll go make a change, but I'm just going to hope you're for gonna the best. You're going to stick with him. Uh, you know, you're, you're playing me on a really good week because Travis Kelsey is on a bye and DeAndre Swift is on a bye. So.
3: I know. I'm hoping to catch a little lightning in the bottle. And that you're
5: would be st- a, a second straight loss. I don't know.
3: I'm glad you're already counting it as such. Scrabby seven, seven and two. I'm three and six. So, still like your chances, but uh, we'll see on Jamar Chase. Um, Detroit Lions. will get uh, running back David Montgomery back from a rib injury. That's good. He's available for uh, Sunday's game against the Chargers. Full participant during practice all week. Rookie Jameer Gibbs handled uh, the entire workload and beat me in a fantasy game a couple of Monday nights <laughs> ago. But uh, Montgomery and Gibbs will split time, according to uh, the kneecap cannibal. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, were we, does everybody know who the kneecap cannibal is, or do we just are we I like the we only ones who know that?
5: This? But yeah, the kneecap cannibal is Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach, and we call him that because he, in his introductory press conference he said he wants guys that are going to bite kneecaps on the way back up.
3: That's right. Yeah, and he's got them now. He does. The Lions he does. are six and two. Uh, Kyler Murray, it's official, will make the start Sunday for the Cardinals against the Atlanta Falcons. He returns from an ACL injury 11 months after he got hurt. Announcement was made today. I can't imagine they really wanted to stick with Clayton Toon, who yeah, passed for not, like yeah. 12 yards last week. In he was game not very good. he also played a very tough team, but Kyler Murray's better. Kyler Murray and the Falcons, against the Falcons. San Francisco 49ers will welcome back. Debo Samuel missed right. most of the past three games with a shoulder hairline fracture. Practiced in full every day this week. No injury designation for Sunday. While Samuel returns, the Niners are not so sure about left tackle Trent Williams, still with a right ankle injury. Uh, situation is far more tenuous than Samuel.
5: He, he like I love Trent Williams a lot. Yeah, but he's hurt a lot too for a big guy. I mean, he's huge. He has a long way to fall. He's got that bad ankle is always going to be bad. I feel bad for him when he's like 70 because that thing's going to hurt. But it just, he needs to be on the field. Yeah, well,
3: you're a 49er fan, so you want him on the field. Uh, On the other side, Jacksonville will be without receiver Zay Jones for the fourth consecutive game. Uh, Brock Purdy has no excuses, though, this week. He's got McCaffrey. He's got Samuel. He might have Trent Williams. No more training wheels for Brock Purdy. He's got to play a good game for you. Scream. He
5: absolutely does. This,
3: yeah. is a, this, this is a big game for him in his career. It is. Uh, 49ers are now being questioned. Uh, a month ago, they were like the certain Super Bowl champs. Uh, one more. Uh, Falcons wide receiver Drake London sat out last week with a groin injury. He will back this week for the Falcons. All right against the Cardinals to go against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Viking wide receiver Justin Jefferson says he's not playing until he is 100% apparently he's not that yet. He's listed as questionable for Sunday's game against the Saints. But I would not uh, I would not count on Justin Jefferson playing even though that would be a huge boon to that anybody's fantasy team.
5: Absolutely.
3: So I don't know. What do you think about that, Scrib? I mean, come on, tough it out, rub some dirt on Justin it, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I need you in my fantasy lineup. Go out and play. Hey,
5: I don't have him in any of my I leagues, so either. I don't care what he does. I don't. Either. If if anything, it's better that he sits out, so that it hurts the person who does have him, which I believe in our <laughs> league is Braden.
3: <laughs> oh, you're you're taking a shot at Braden now?
5: Yeah, I'm sorry, Braden, but he's you
3: not got even here to Jefferson. defend himself. I
5: don't know. Yeah, whatever. he's on
3: his way to coach Cathedral Catholic at El Camino tonight.
5: That's right. I mean, I got to say, hopefully he left with enough time to get up there. Not because he's going to get lost like you did, Chris. <laughs> but last night going home, it took me an hour and a half to drive home from here Is that right? to Carlsbad. Mm, boy, no accidents, just a backup. Like, because I get in my car, I plug in Android Auto. And it pops up with, like, do you want to go home? And it tells me how long it's supposed to take. And it said one hour and 27 minutes, and I almost cried. Sorry about that. But here, here's the rant I had earlier about the the, the Priuses and, and the electric cars. It is very ironic to me when an electric car owner is, like, driving aggressively, speeding, doing all these things that... An electric car is not meant to do. Why would you get an electric car if you want to go 90 miles an hour? You're just still wasting the, the, the gas, you know? Or a hybrid. I'm sorry, hybrid. Hybrid is what I'm trying to say. Electric car, you have no other choice but to use the electricity. But you know what I'm saying, Chris? Like Priuses that go by at 90 miles an hour cut you off? It's very I- ironic to me that you're supposed to be saving the environment, but you're not. Most so- people aren't. Does that not ever register in your mind what I just said?
3: Uh, That doesn't. I'm just so irate that people are driving 90 miles an hour. I'm such an old man on that. Well, I I am too. I'm getting tired of feeling like I'm Wiley the Coyote (laughs) and the Roadrunner is spinning me around as it goes past. Yeah. You know? No, someone came up behind me. People are so fast. They they appear in your rearview mirror. Yeah. Like in a flash, and yeah. then dart to the left, and then cut back in front of you, Yeah, go to the right, cut past three other people.
5: Never a policeman there. I, Never! I don't know if it's just because I'm seeing more of it because of social media or what, but I feel like drivers are getting worse. A, lot, a couple weeks ago, <coughs> I was watching the freeway, and we have a view of the 15, and there was a person getting off on Arrow Drive going north but they kind of missed the exit so they stopped on the freeway and reversed to the exit like that is how dumb some people are out there it's ridiculous I can't stand it it must change. Oh, my gosh. What happened? Take us to break. <laughs> what happened? Take us to break. <laughs> All right. When we get back, we're going to be talking to Kirk Kenny. get a little update on this big, huge Aztecs football game tomorrow. And uh, Chris, hopefully, will be with us as well. All right, uh, Welcome back. I think my voice is back. Who knows? It could go out at any
3: minute. That's why Scraby's here. 3.39 is the time. Chris L.O. Matt Scraby today on Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr. On this Friday... Uh, I mentioned the Aztecs BYU game, and I believe in the paper it said that it was at seven thirty tonight. Oh, so
5: I've been erroneous
3: with Whoa. that information. Uh oh, the yeah, bear
5: B O D bear or B O M bear of misinformation. What was B O D for? I don't know where the D came from. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, game's apparently at six o'clock tonight.
3: Oh, <laughs> So if you had tuned in at 7.30 on the ESPN Plus stream that you paid extra for... It would be over almost. You would have missed most of the game. <laughs> so yes, Aztecs BYU, 6 o'clock tonight in Provo, Utah. But you're going to have to pay extra for it, either uh, to get the Big 12 network somewhere, or ESPN Plus, which uh, ticks me off. I apologize, I'm always sticking up for all of you out there. I do have ESPN Plus...
5: I pay extra, the, just so you guys don't have to. I got a tweet saying mm-hmm. that the Essex men's basketball game is on the BYU network. It's not. Tonight. It's I not. I actually
3: went to the BYU TV website. Okay, and uh, they have a pregame show. Uh huh. On the BYU TV. Okay, and they have a postgame show on the BYU TV. What BYU are they TV. showing in the middle? <laughs> Something else. Seriously, I did check. That so. is like the reason the... I checked is because I get the BYU channel in my cable package so i would have uh, i would have directed my wife to tape the game for me
5: what's the point of having a byu channel if you're not going to well evidently they don't have the right to
3: show a game that espn is showing on Ah, espn plus
5: that makes sense so that makes sense yeah
3: it's you know like i said i you know not everybody has cbs sports not everybody has fs1 not everybody i mean it's hard to locate these games sometimes it would be nice if, you know, every Aztec game was just on, you know, NBC or something yeah, like this. Yeah. It's not the case. So yeah. we have to look around for it. Um, good basketball game tonight also. Arizona's playing at Duke. Oh,
5: that is a good one. That's
3: a four o'clock start, Scraby, in about fifteen minutes. They'll now I always line.
5: get my years messed up, but Coach <clears throat> K, did he retire at the it's end of last a couple year? Of years. Or it's been a couple of years. John
3: okay. Shire is the coach. I don't know what year he's in though. Let me see. Second should- or third. John Shia. I'm saying last year was his first year. If I'm, but I'm probably
5: wrong. Um, he looks is, very young. He is.
3: He is played. He, for he's Coach 36 K. years old.
5: He played for Coach. Wow. K. Uh, okay, so he is 2022. So last year was his first year.
3: Okay, so he begins his second season, and he's got a highly ranked Duke team. Uh, one other note today. Don't know if you're aware of this out there, you music fans, but tickets for next September's Green Day concert at Petco Park went on sale today on Ticketmaster.com. Why do I bring this up? Why? Because, A, we're a full-service radio show. That's true. We like to take care of everything. B, because we have a pair of tickets to give away to that concert. (gasps) Coming up right now. Whoa. All right? Kirk Kenny's going to join us on an interview. We caught up with Kirk a little earlier today. So while we're playing this interview, you can dial in and you can win two tickets to Green Day at Petco Park. Listen closely to your question. It's
5: not... I don't think it's an easy one. And if if you don't know the question, and you tell me that, I have to move on.
3: Right. You cannot. You not can. Don't call in and go. What's the question? What's the question? Call in with your answer to this question. Name the only two NFL teams that have a football depicted on the logo of their helmet. What uh, the
5: only? There's two of them.
3: There's only two. There's only two NFL teams that have a football depicted on the logo of their helmet and no throwback helmet logos included. So don't guess a throwback logo.
5: I'm trying to think right now. I know you are.
3: Nothing's coming to mind It's a tough question. There are two NFL teams that have a football logo or depicted on the logo of their helmet. Call in with those two teams. First to get it right at 833-288-0973 we'll win tickets to Green Day. In the meantime, we check traffic and then hear from Kirk Kenny and indeed, it is time to talk a little Aztec football. Our guy, Kirk Kenny from the San Diego Union-Tribune, joins us. And Kirk, uh, this is the week of the year in which the uh, L.O. residence is a house divided. Hmm. That is, Yes, I know, because I went to San Diego State. My wife went to Colorado State. So we have something at stake in this football game. But I would say the Aztecs themselves have a lot more at stake. They must win... Or their bowl hopes are over? How is Brady Hoke's team approaching this game?
1: Well, I think they're taking it one game at a time, I'm told. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's, that's... You've heard that before.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, In fact, one coach made a good point the other day. He said you can't play three games in one day. That's right. So, well, I thought that was a good point. Uh, yeah, they need to win. Uh, Went out, in fact, to be bowl eligible for the 14th straight season. So it's going to be some task, and it starts at Colorado State with a team that kind of is in the same boat as the Aztecs. They're also 3-6, and 1-4 and four in conference, and have been up and down as well.
3: Colorado State, I thought the time I saw them actually this year was against Colorado, and that, that turned into one of the better games of the year. Uh, I wasn't sure if it meant at the time that Colorado State was very good, or maybe Colorado wasn't as good as we thought they were, and it turned out that... Colorado wasn't as good as we thought they were, but CSU has certainly looked like it's improved this year. I mean, uh, because they were kind of an easy out the last couple of seasons.
1: Right. They've really had their moments, and I watched that game as well, and it was very entertaining. Uh, I think they should have actually won. They probably could have won in regulation, but they made a couple uh, late hits for personal fouls that added yardage on for Colorado to uh, kind of pull that one out in overtime. Uh also for Colorado State they had a really big win earlier this season against Boise State they won 31 to 30 uh scored i believe 20 points in the last 4 minutes so that was you know a really a, a win that you would think you can hang your hat on and maybe make some more good things happen but that hasn't been the case
5: Talking to Kirk Kenny, San Diego Union Tribune here on 97.3 The Fan. And last week, uh, they played Utah State at home. They lost in overtime, but they scored some points. We were at Tony's Poway Hall of Fame uh, induction, to Chris and I, and I couldn't talk to Chris about it because he had it recorded on TV at home. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I want to tell him what the Aztecs lost. Bottom line, did they finally find something last week, and is that something that you think they're going to carry forward? even if they didn't they've win.
1: So, yeah, they've been so up and down. And, you know, for three quarters, I think they only had about seven points. So, yeah. you know, they were still really struggling to make things happen. Uh, we'll see if there's some carryover from that overtime where they uh, were hit and miss again. I mean, it's it's been very much an up-and-down season, and, and, you know, it's just very difficult to see what to expect. Uh, the offense has had its struggles, and so, you know, the best game I think this season was against Hawaii if they can uh, start to find a spark like they did there, then they have a chance.
3: Yeah, you go back to the end of that uh, Utah State game, and uh, Jalen Maiden has uh, the tight end wide open there, basically to win the game in regulation and overthrows him, and then you've got to kick the field goal to send it into overtime. Uh, you just wonder, does the team feel a little snake bit, too? I mean, they they are 3-6. and six. You are what your record says, but... If it wasn't for a fumble on the one inch line against Boise and that overthrown pass, they easily could be five and four. It'd be a whole lot more of a rosy picture.
1: Yeah, I think you could even uh, get them to six and three with one more uh, close loss. Uh, but that, yeah, I wrote something earlier this week where when they went twelve and two, it seemed like every chance they got went their way, and then this is the kind of season where you know those breaks aren't going their way, and that's why you're sitting at three and six.
5: Kirk, we were uh, texting a little bit earlier, and you you told me that if they lose uh, this weekend, it will be the first losing season since 2009. But you also gave me a little interesting question to ask you. So do you think – because I haven't really heard about this in college, but do you think it's time for the Aztecs to start playing some of the younger players to see what they have, or are you going to go with the starters the rest of the year and try to finish out this season?
1: I think if they lose this game and – it prevents them from being bowl-eligible, then that's probably the the time in the last two games of the season to get more playing time for younger guys so you can really know what you have and, and let them have some experience that they can carry into next year. It, you know, as long as they keep winning, they have a chance to get to six and get bowl-eligible, and if that's still on the table, then I think you still keep playing your top guys. But once that's removed, I think you need to start looking at some other guys.
3: Yeah, they got Colorado State this week. Then uh, what's what's after that, San Jose State? On the road, correct, and then they would then have the. Tri- is the oil can still up for grabs at the end of the season <laughs> against Fresno State? Is it that was a tradition that I know Brady Hoke really wanted to get cracking. Uh, I don't know that it's turned into quite the showdown game that he had hoped.
1: It well, the trophy itself is very much uh, celebrated by the team that wins. Yeah, Those have the. It's typical to see the players run over and grab it and put it over their heads. I don't know if they know exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, when's the last time somebody put any Penn's oil in their car? I don't know. Yeah. But, is there, uh, it, does uh, there still oil
5: go into these cars? Yes, yes. My my broken car that I used to have, I had to add oil to all the that time. That you used to have. See, you yeah, don't have yeah. it Yeah, I mean, it's new, but I was adding oil like two months ago. Yeah.
3: How is Jalen Maiden doing uh, on a personal level? I mean, you talk about an up and down season. This kid has been through it. Uh, you know, we've seen him be at his best, uh, you know, where he's running the football and when he's, you know, hitting some of those passes, I especially like when he throws down the middle, seems to have great accuracy on a lot of those slant patterns. And then we've seen times when he just can't get anything going uh, for this offense. How has it affected him as a quarterback, Kirk?
1: I think this season he's been a lot more even keeled last year. I think, you know, he was more new to being the starting quarterback and he he lived and died with, I think, every throw. I think he's come to realize more this year that, you know, you can't be worrying about the play that just happened. You have to worry about the next play, kind of almost like a closer in baseball. Uh, You can't worry about the home run you just gave up. You have to focus on what's ahead. And I think he's done a much better job at that. That's not to say that he he just lets it roll off his back, but I don't think he's uh, getting as wound up as he did last year.
3: And I know that uh, – now, what does the quarterback situation look like moving forward, like, next year and beyond? What, what, what's, what, what's happening at that position?
1: Well, that's what's going to be interesting, and that's why we bring up, you know, maybe letting the backups play if they lose. Is The guy who's risen to number two on the depth chart is a kid named Tobin O'Dell. He's a, a, a walk-on, actually, who's um, moved ahead of two other um, recruits on the depth chart. And so it'd be interesting to see him get a little more playing time. He's only gotten two throws in his college career. So uh, seeing him, I think, would be something of interest. Because, you know, in this day and age with so many transfers in the portal, you have to expect they're going to bring in another quarterback after this season. So it'd be nice to see some of the other guys get to show what they can do before that happens.
5: Kirk, maybe you don't know this, but, or know the answer to this fully, but you said walk-on and I hear walk-on all the time. And it's, it surprised Chris that this guy would made the team as a walk-on. Why is it so difficult to make the team as a walk-on?
1: Well, they, they have what they call preferred walk-ons where they're kind of invited, but they didn't have a scholarship for whatever reason. So, Um, and then you have other guys who they just want to try and make a team. So they, they come play. Um, I don't know, understand exactly what your question is. Well, like,
5: like, it, could I just if I was in college, could I just show up could, and you could maybe go to a tryout? Okay, I, I tryout. Don't know that you could make it because when you say walk on, it's not like he just decided he was attending San Diego State and said, "Hey, I could play quarterback. Why don't I try playing quarterback?"
1: Yeah, I mean, two years ago they had a guy walk on the field, but he was just uh, kind of lost, and so they kind of directed him away. From the field. <laughs> the, oh, oh, I see. I thought you were. He was <laughs> <Okay>. wandering. <laughs> yes, he was lost. And, and I and I think that's probably what they would do if you walked on.
3: Yes, um, they would do. They would just turn you around and direct you off the field, Brady.
5: <laughs> they would like, send but, you back to do whatever I'm it is LCC you're doing. LCC royalty.
3: Yes, you are,
1: uh, Kirk. Uh, but, one last. Oh, go ahead. But I just say, but say most guys are what they call preferred walk-ons, where they're guys that they didn't quite earn a scholarship, but they still wanted them there. And they've had – I wrote a story a few weeks ago. They've had uh, several guys over the last probably half a dozen or more earn scholarships who were former walk-ons.
3: Yeah. And bottom line, Kirk, I mean, if they don't win this weekend at Colorado State or even if they lose uh, one of their other last two games, obviously the pressure, the heat's going to turn up, Brady Hoke, et cetera – what do you expect will be the fallout, and how do you think J.D. Wicker, the athletic director, will handle the next few weeks moving forward? Should they lose this game?
1: Uh, that's, I think, the million-dollar question, and in fact, that's the five million-dollar question. Brady has a buyout that's close to five million dollars. Wow! Um, it's, yeah, it's you know going to be J.D.'s um, challenge to decide if he thinks the program's still headed in the right direction, and and if they can afford to make a change, if if in fact that's what he wants to do, or. If or if he thinks, you know, give him another year and see if he can keep this going and get it righted.
3: What do you think the chances are, Kirk? Three for three, get into a bowl game. Honestly, like zero to ten. <laughs> wow, not, not like putting you on the spot No, I'm not putting you on the spot. What do you think? I mean, I would say it's about a three. I mean, I'm not being critical. I'm just based on what they've done so far.
1: I would say it's definitely less than 50-50, given they haven't won three in a row this season. Yeah, uh, for less the, than 50 you
3: know, Almost fair. all three
1: teams they'll probably, will probably be uh, favored over them. So yeah, It's, it's, it's not, a challenge.
3: It's not going to be easy. All right, Kirk Kenny, we appreciate the time. As always, enjoy the game tomorrow night in Fort Collins, the Aztecs in Colorado State, and uh, hopefully our red and black can come away with a win. We'll catch up to you down the road, Kirk. Thanks again.
1: All right, thanks, guys.
3: There he goes, Kirk Kenny, Aztecs, Rams, tomorrow night. All right, everybody, you can stop dialing in. We did get a winner of the Green Day tickets, but you're going to have to hold on through the break for me to give you the answer to today's trivia question. So stick around for that. Also, we'll get into some Chris versus the fans. So you can redial at 833 288 0973 to play some trivia.